0: Hey, this is Bez Stone, and this is Freya Dietrich, and welcome to the Infinite Relating podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Hey. Here we are. How's everybody doing out there?
1: <laughs> I'm already sighing a big, heavy sigh of vulnerability. I, I'm been a pre-vulnerability hangover because this, this, this topic is, is feeling a little a little charged. Mm-hmm. But it also feels very present and yeah. relevant and yeah, universal. And universal,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and as, you know, on this podcast, we do talk a lot about our personal relationships. And and I was telling Freya before, and I tell myself this too. And, you know, we we get to go as deep as we want to go in terms of our personal experiences here. Correct, yes. Yeah, it is. I, I really appreciate both of us for getting on here and sharing with an unknown number of people <laughs> some of our most, like, intimate experiences and relationships that we care dearly about um, and our feelings and our struggles and the whole thing, so. Yeah. Yeah. I just love I, that we do it every <clears throat>
1: week no matter what. Right, yeah. And, and I, it's, this is how we learn and this is how we grow together and this is, like, how I find safety in my own processes, like, mm-hmm. processing with you, beds processing with their friends, like, processing on the podcast of, like... We we have these new tools and we have this vision, and it feels really good and really exciting in those up moments of like, yeah. oh my god, we're creating something together, and this we have this new paradigm, and there's yeah. so many like, there's so much like sensation and yumminess, and also even when we're when we know these things and we're using the tools and you know finger quotes, we're doing it right, it can still be really challenging. Mm-hmm. Like we're there's it, even if everything is going the way that like, we want. We, like we're showing up the way we want to show up, and we're we're holding to our integrity and we're holding to our truth. It can still, it can still be hard. Yeah, and that's I think what I'm I'm really feeling, and I and I want I want to share that because I, I mean, first of all, when anyone acts like they they've got it all figured out and everything's great, I don't trust them. That right. doesn't feel like true. And two, it, like it helps. I want <laughs> I want us all, all to to be able to like hold each other and see each other and like, yes, this is also part of the universal process is we're going to have these challenges. Even when we're like, yep, this is what I want and need. Yeah. And, and it still fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like that's,
0: I love that. I remember going to a, a concert, I think like a house concert a long time ago. I mean, this must've been like 15 years ago, friend's house where there was some like really beautiful, um, like a trio of female singers who were, just, you know, light and lilting and this gorgeous, mm. like, harmonies. And 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 they're very talented people. It was really well done. But I remember kind of sitting in the back in some kind of dark outfit <laughs> in the corner being like, these people are way too happy. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. I can't trust anyone that's this happy. Right? <laughs> like, nobody's this happy all the time. All like, the time. Yeah, like, yeah. I just don't. And I think that's the hard thing about being a performer on a totally tangential subject. Right. Is that nobody, nobody is this happy all the right. time. And I think whenever there's an expectation... That we're supposed to show up in any certain way, a human can't meet that, which is, I mean, I talk to my kids all the time when, like, a famous performer, artist, musician, actor dies, usually of a drug overdose. I'm just like, yeah, this is because it's impossible to be consistent like that. To be like, I'm gonna show up every night on my tour with this, with tons of energy and this perfect face and be really excited about singing the same songs (laughs) over again or, you know, be an actor that has these, you know, that I have to, I have to, Um, put on the show always be on yeah and I think that that actually does relate to infinite relating in that we we can put that kind of pressure on ourselves in relationships too or at least I can that like I'm supposed to put my good face forward Um, you know I'm it's supposed to feel a certain way like I Mm. should be showing up consistently once we've reached one level of intimacy we should stay there You know, things like that that are actually impossible to do. Right. But yet we feel compelled to do still. Yes, (laughs) Based on this societal idea that, you know, just these these like very, these societal ideas that actually go against what's possible humanly.
1: Yeah. And I think what I was feeling today, like with the societal ideas, is that I feel like I have made progress. I have grown. I'm not, I'm not focused on necessarily what my relationship looks like from the outside the way I used to or comparing it but I still have that cultural those that cultural ideas and norms in my own like enmeshed in my own inner voice Mm -hmm. and so that is where I'm feeling the challenge of like oh it's I'm still like you know it's there's like still this tangled mess and I have I still have to kind of like um just like piece them away and so yeah, just getting away from that, like, oh, is this actually my judgment? Is this actually my idea? Is this my need? Or is this part of like some whisper of culture that I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. still need to extricate from my, my process. Right. And so that's, I know what I've been feeling. So we were talking this week is about what what, what do we call our subject? We're dealing with like change and the pulse of like moving closer and further away within, within our relationships. And and how, on the greater scale, our relationships can change. They can move from partnership to lovership to friends to you know what even more distance. But within the relationship, there can be even more subtle moving toward and away mm-hmm. from each other. Yeah, uh, more subtle like pulses or waves of, of change.
0: Yeah, I think for me, I I totally agree with all that as our topic. And I think I also <laughs> think of it for me. The thing that I'm interested in discussing. In relation to that is the space part, the pulling, the the pulling away part, right. the exhale, you know, the like because that's the edgy, right? That tends to be, but that's not always true. I mean, for some people, the period and us included. I mean, jeez, yeah. or at least me, I can say, yeah, the beginning of my relationship with Max in particular. I think I freaked out more when we were getting closer, and I was like, whoa, 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 uh, <laughs> right? Ah, I
1: don't <laughs> want to do this again.
0: Like, this isn't what I want. I don't want a relationship. Relationships terrify me. Intimacy scares me. I. Yeah, I was I was more comfortable just being at a slight distance, you right. know, and I still am to some degree, which I'm sure I'll talk about. Um, I like a lot of space in my relationships, but, but yeah. So I mean, I know it can go both directions, but I think for me specifically, the, um, the phrase that I think comes up a lot in my friend circles and inside of myself is this idea of he's pulling away,
1: yeah, and that
0: being a very common kind of trope in in our culture as being something like universally bad wrong right problematic dangerous like a bad sign you know all these things where it becomes this sort of fixation even amongst or has been amongst me and and girlfriends that's like, oh, my God, is
1: he pulling away? Yeah. Oh, no, he's
0: pulling away. And, like, oh, my God. You know, we like, either, yeah, and it's, like,
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's dangerous, disaster. Yeah. and We need to do, like, one of two things. We either need to, like, grab him and stop him from pulling away. Right. Or we need to say, fuck that. I don't right. need this. I'm out. Right. Like, those are your only two options. Right. I don't tolerate
0: a man who pulls away. Like I, 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 yeah. I deserve better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's... I don't know. I mean, it sounds a little bit callous when I, when I say it out loud, but I remember at the beginning of Infinite Relating too, I really lost my interest in, like, avoidant, anxious attachment, which was really interesting for me previously. And right. I was kind of like, I don't really care anymore. Like, I don't really care. Because Infinite Relating, to me, is just a moment-by-moment experience of getting to take in what someone is, you know, offering me, how they're engaging with me, what they're showing me in that moment, what it, how, what it feels like in yeah. that moment and then without any like chain towards the future where i'm hoping that this moment might mean something about a future link in the chain and however many mm. months days years whatever i'm just taking it for what it is in this moment without extrapolating and so if somebody's um finger quotes pulling away <laughs> i'm kind of in myself
1: i'm like so what you know like right. so what
0: like what's wrong
1: with that well that's what's here right yeah that's, that's what's, what's here, here. and mm-hmm. what do i want to do with that and right. how yeah what does that yeah, I know. I really appreciate that, because I do feel like uh, the anxious avoidant thing, is it's, it's been a really, I think, I think it's been a really healing way to just, like, mm-hmm. validate ourselves and our experiences, but it's also been something that we could kind of obsess about, especially when yeah. we're like, oh, no, he's avoidant, so no, that's not going to work, but I really like how with infinite relating, it's like, those are just, those are just, like, part of the, the things that are happening in a relationship, and like you said, like, now, because I have these tools, I don't have to be, like, I don't have to label. Like, now he's avoidant and that's not right. going to work. It's like, right. oh, these are some tendencies that might happen. We're all hopefully working in, working on these things and mm-hmm. healing. And I am at choice in every moment of, like, is he present in this moment? Does that work for me? Is he pulling away in this moment? What does that mean? Like, I, I, it doesn't have to be a part of this greater story of, like you said, like this like moving towards the future. It can just right. be like, this is where we are right now. <clears throat> in this moment, what am I wanting and needing? Right. What are you available for? What am I available for? And we... It's, it's always adjusting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think we were... Yeah. I think it, it brings me back to a bunch of, you know, previous kind of episodes and also infinite relating points. And um, one of them is just like, well, I would say very first of all, I think that whenever... I would I would hope that I would, as quickly as possible... <laughs> move from a space of being like, he's pulling away, shifting it back to myself and thinking like, okay, how am I feeling? Like, what am I experiencing? Like what's, what's happening for me here? Because he's pulling away is actually a total story. It's a story. It's a, it's a judgment. It's a extrapolation. It's a interpretation of some kind of stimulus. Mm. And then we jump to that or, or not jump. I would say we would construct that story in order to try to make sense of it because that's just what we do as humans that's what our brains literally are meant to do it's like I'm taking in sensory information through my eyeballs and I'm saying like that's a grill outside my window (laughs) because I can see it and it's the shape of a grill and it's got the knobs and like there is a grill there I've I've used it so I know it's a grill for (laughs) sure but like you know that's just all we do it's like we scan a new location and we instantly are like okay there's you know lights over there there must be a city there's trees over here that must be nature you know like it's just really simple And so I think the same thing happens, and I would just, because I'm super geeky about this stuff and like to get, like, ultra nitty gritty about my experience, like, cell by cell,
1: Yes, I feel very
0: interested in myself and for anyone else that, you know, is experiencing this to really think, like, what is actually happening in my body that is causing me to make that interpretation, where I want to say, well, this must be happening because he's pulling away. Right. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm really... Fascinated by that because I'd like to, you know, we talked about in a previous episode, like we jumped to the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah. You know, and for some of us, like, he's pulling away. is just, like, one of the easiest stories we can think of. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And I really... And sometimes for good reason. You (laughs) know, we've had traumatic relationship history. Like, you know, we want closeness, and we're not feeling the closeness. So, yeah, it's
1: scary. It's scary, yeah. And that part of us that is freaking out, it has kept us safe in other scenarios. So, thank you you for Mm -hmm. keeping me safe. And also, before you, like, you know, let the guard dogs out, like, maybe, like, come back. (laughs) Come back into your... Like you said, come back into your body. Yeah. Because... I feel like we can have a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of sensation, and we immediately jump into that storytelling and like right. how do I keep myself safe? But what happens if we like we pause that story protective mechanism and come back to like, what am I what am I really feeling here? Yeah. Like get into not just that surface sensation of like this is scary or oh this is uncomfortable, but like really drop into it all the way.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's probably more there. There's probably more nuance. There's probably deeper sensation there's probably a lot more information and clarity yes. for you and what what you're experiencing if it's if it's something you want if something you don't want if it's tolerable if there's something you need to adjust before you even like look outside to the other person
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i absolutely yeah i think that i think that is is what the, the cultural narrative of he's pulling away is, is missing it's all it's like which is we're, we're immediately in the problem solving reaction what am i supposed to do and we've 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 lost like the most important essential part is like, what is happening in my system?
0: Right. Yeah. And when I think of, think back to times where I have felt like I'm not in this experience right now, so it's a little bit tricky for me. um, But when I felt like had that thought, Oh my God, is he pulling away? Often if I just forget about that interpretation and drop it and I bring it back to myself, I might be confused, anxious, bored, bored, um, lonely lonely yeah angry scared uh I might be stressed about something else and so sometimes when I'm stressed about something else like he's pulling away it's just an entertaining thing to do yeah. <laughs> just be like I guess I'll stress about my relationship instead right like lower hanging fruit you know? <laughs> but yeah I think in that in those experiences like I love what you were saying and I think this is something that we've both been doing so much of in our infinite relationships is like I have no useful data I have no useful data that can potentially solve my problem if my only conclusion is that he's pulling away. Like if that's my interpretation of the situation and I'm like, this is a problem because he's pulling away. That is like a completely disempowered stance where now I'm fully dependent on him changing his behavior in order for my situation to improve. Right. And that is just a non-starter. Cause it's like, what am I going to do then? Just sit there with my arms crossed and be like, well, I'll wait till you stop pulling away. No, you're and going then to then we anxiously can chase again. after him. Okay. Are you kidding?
1: Or- <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Who does that? Right. Who stands there with their arm? <laughs> no, we will chase him and bring him back. And and nail you. him to the floor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was I thinking? I'm clearly not in this pattern right now because I
1: wouldn't have even... Yeah, you're so chill. There. You're so yeah. chill. That is not one of the options. We either chase after him <laughs> all forces or we run the opposite direction Mm -hmm. those are the only two choices yeah (laughs) but but and that is you know i have a dog
0: she's right here and she's (laughs) she's every episode bonnie and that is one of the things they teach you in puppy training schools if you run away from the dog they will chase you right that's actually how you get them to like not run in the street if you run toward them they'll run away right if you run away they'll chase you so I could see that we employ that sometimes. So that's men. what we need to do. <laughs> don't chase
1: them. Run away. Run away. Yeah. Let them chase you. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: or or connect with yourself somewhere in the middle yes. of, all of those two options. No,
0: I mean I definitely I
1: definitely <laughs> don't advocate for the treat your relationship
0: like you treat your <laughs> puppy. That's yeah, that's really good. Strategy. That's a good starter advice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember um I think that I I hesitate to talk about things that will impact his behavior because I just I just really lost my taste for that like Mm. I think there's a lot of very manipulative advice especially for women out there that's like like men love bitches I remember I never read that book but that was a very famous book I don't know what was it 10-15 years ago um why men love bitches And I, and it's just like, you know, I think there might be a lot of truth to it, but I think the ultimate premise is that people prefer empowered people over disempowered people. And so the kind of like boss bitch, like harsh woman that can kind of like, um, even be like putting down her guy can like elicit kind of this challenge response from him where he's like, no, I will conquer that, you know? Right. And that might be true, but I'm just really uninterested in all that bullshit. Yeah. Like, I don't personally like that because it just feels manipulative. It feels like I'm trying to manipulate an outcome instead of really being present with who I am and what I'm feeling in the moment and what's alive in the us between us and all that stuff. And not, not thinking like the point is to keep his attention. Because I've tried Ooh. to keep a man's attention in several relationships. Yeah. And it has never worked. Ever, ever, ever. It's never worked. And so I think all these strategies of like pretzeling ourselves into these different shapes Ooh. and like yeah I'll be meaner I'll be nicer I'll be yeah all these strategies I'll be distant yeah I'll I'll make him want me like, you know I have friends that are like that they're like well I stopped calling you for a week and now he's chasing after me as if that was like a positive thing right you know? and maybe that's what somebody wants and that's totally fine but that's definitely not what I want that no. um, doesn't feel like actual safety at all if if the safe if the if the way to get safety is for me to behave like in a set of ways that are like, that provoke knee-jerk reactions right. from them, like, that just doesn't, that's not what I'm interested
1: in. And it in. doesn't feel connected to, like, my authentic experience, mm-hmm. like, if right. I'm having to, like, do these strategies, yeah, to get some other type of yeah behavior, yeah, I'm like, no, I'm like, I, then I feel like I'm completely out of my experience at that point, point. Yeah. and that's where I want to be, that's where, that's where life happens in, yeah. in our own experience. Totally.
0: Yeah. And all that being said, I do remember, um, a friend of mine talking about how, when we look internally, like how often, um, in that, like searching outside of ourselves experience, like that we're sort of, you know, shining a light out there, um, and trying to see what's going on with him and what's going on with them or her or whatever. And in that, in that way, like people can't actually see us. We can't actually see ourselves because our light is like constantly focused on someone else, external of us. Mm -hmm. But if we actually turn the light inward and do some internal excavation and, and checking out like what's actually happening for me in this situation, you know, what do I need? What's, what's not working for me? What am I feeling? What, you know, being curious about it and like shining this light, it's like, then we turn into this lighthouse where you can Mm. see you know where it's it's illuminated, and right. so the the people that resonate with what I'm illuminating inside of myself and what I know about myself are drawn towards my lighthouse. That you know, so good. And the ones that aren't can um, can so, be drawn elsewhere, right? And I think that kind of brings us back to what we were talking about, you know, at the beginning, which is can we make it? This is what I think. Can we make it okay that Inside of a, finger quote relationship, which is like, what does that even mean? But inside of a relationship that someone wouldn't be drawn to me at a particular moment Mm -hmm. and would pull away finger quotes, you know, and would, um, there would be that pulse of spaciousness where, We're even like, oh, we're not that interested in each other, or we had a rupture and I don't know how to repair it yet, or I'm confused and I don't know what I want yet.
1: Right. Um, and
0: I notice myself in this pattern where I'm chasing after you. So instead I'm gonna I'm gonna turn that light inward. You know, like what do we need to do to accept that as like a healthy natural part of connection as much as these moments of bliss and union are, you know?
1: Yeah, I I really appreciate this perspective because I I know my my warning lights, my like <laughs> my danger alarms go off in this realm and and to offer that that okay, I can I can feel that and then when I get through the other side of it, it's like okay, so what's really here? Mm-hmm. And and do I do I feel okay? Like do is it okay that there's spaciousness cuz I feel like I mean really Like, our life is so full and has so many things happening and so many relationships and we have work and we have kids and we have, like, and so we can't, like, all of our attention isn't always going to be inward on this connection, even the most, like, amazing connection. So it, it does feel, when I can drop below this, like, warning signal, it does feel like it's really okay and natural to allow these, this pulling away energy, to allow spaciousness, mm-hmm. and have some trust that, like, yeah, I still care about this person, and this person still, still cares about me, and and we yeah. can have within our entire relationship, we can have this like ebb and flow, of closeness and pulling mm-hmm. away, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be something I need to urgently fix. Right. I think that is like the energy that I'm feeling that is different here. I don't. I don't. It doesn't have to be urgent it doesn't have to be something we have to fix. It doesn't have to be something like we have to deal with this right away. It could just, mm-hmm. it can just maybe be like an acknowledgement of it. I think for me that feels safe. Like, Oh yeah, I'm feeling spaciousness or I feel like maybe your energy is elsewhere. Or I feel like my energy is elsewhere to name it as opposed to avoid it. Cause I like to avoid things until they become really big and <laughs> problematic, feel safe, but to really just name it and then just, just let it, let it be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this,
0: brings me to curiosity about
1: uh the
0: distinction which i think we just need to live into and i don't think i have enough experience with yet because i haven't hit this point in my relationship yet Mm -hmm. where yes there's the natural pulse of just like sometimes we're close and sometimes we're where there's more spaciousness and you know this happens with max and i all the time we'll be like And I I remember talking to one of the, there's a few people whose relationships I'd actually want, who I've seen. And one of them is Gay and Katie Hendricks, which we've talked about. Yes. Who do uh, the Hendricks Institute and the Upper Limit stuff and highly recommend their work. The other ones are Matt and Diana Chapman. Um, Diana started the Foundation for Conscious Leadership, which is an amazing group. She wrote an incredible book called The 15 Commitments. One of my mentors as well. And those are like Maybe the only two relationships that I've seen that I'd actually want. Wow. I'm sure yeah. there's more. I just haven't seen them. Right. Um, so lots of people out there. Bet You have amazing <laughs> relationships. We just haven't met yet. Um, but I remember really, and she's older than I am. So, you know, I remember emulating her um, and she had much more relationship experience. And Diana would say, yeah, there's like, you know, her and Matt had been together. Now it's longer, but at that point it was maybe 20 years. And... She was like, yeah, there's some years where we're super close and, like, we just want to spend all of our time together and so much intimacy. And then there's some years where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm more into my work or my friends. Right. And I was like, years? (laughs) I know, that was my... Years? Like, whole
1: years?
0: (laughs) And she was just like, yeah, you know, and it's been 20 years. Like, you see the trends and you're like, oh, yeah. And, And this is what I feel like I love about Infinite Relating and this idea is, like, cherishing those times where it's like, wow, we're in a pocket of, of intense intimacy and like, yeah. oh, it feels so good. And like, it's so nice. And like, what a joy. And then we're in a pocket of spaciousness and it's like, it's not really anything we can do anything and it's not bad, you know? Right. So, and, and, so, and I do want to talk about what if you do want to do something about it in a second, because I think that's really important. Yes. But yeah, just being able to like live in that deep appreciation of, of, of the, of the pulse that I'm in. And then when I'm in a spaciousness pulse, when I imagine not freaking out about that, if it's possible, because I know it's really hard. Yeah. Um, but if I were able to not freak out about it, not extrapolate, not be like, oh, he's pulling away, which is like, you know, checkmate end game <laughs> um, or be like, oh, no, we've lost the magic. You know, all these stories. Oh, my gosh. Back. Yeah. If I was able to not do that in that way, a spacious time could be a great time to do some other stuff. Like you're saying, it's like kids, work, like passion projects, creativity, oh exercise, like all the things I don't nothing, already have time for. I'm really learning to love yeah. nothing. <laughs> right. Laying in bed, like staring at the ceiling, yeah, looking at my the girl ways. Yeah, Looking at your girl.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. there's so much. And... Like, when you look at the reality of a relationship that has some time in it, oh, like, if you're recording, we're like, I don't want to met a am When does it become a relationship? When is
0: it not one? Like, is right. anything not
1: a relationship? Anytime we're relating, know. it's a... Yeah. Um, but, like, part of what makes it so juicy and yummy when we do come together in that is is the contrast. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is... I think that's, like, why being human is so rad. Like, there's yeah. there's the contrast of of those intense moments and when you're if, if you're sustained at that intensity your nervous system gets just gets used to it as mm-hmm. background so it's like we do in yeah. order to really feel that and we'll be present it is and it is an essential piece Yeah, this space
0: yeah and i'm thinking as you say that of esther perel amazing sex educator who talks about erotic tension mm. which is a concept that really makes sense to me and i think might be useful in this discussion which is that there is a ever-moving sweet spot that is a, the point of erotic tension between a couple or a triad or whatever. And if we are too, and it's the tension between risk and safety. Mm. And so you could say the tension between space and closeness also. Right. And if we're too much in the risk side or too much in the um, spaciousness side, or in, depending on which direction makes you freaked out, <laughs> then then our nervous systems, we just can't relax. We can't function. It's too scary. Right. People can't enjoy each other. Cause it's like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm in my, I'm in like red alert. Right. You know? And then if we're too much toward the safety, then we tend to get roommatey. That's when it's mm. like. We're roommates. We're comfortable. Yeah. I feel like emotionally is present with this person, but the, there's no heat. Like the eroticism right. is gone. That thought of like, I could lose this person, which is actually like, stimulating thought you know it's like okay I better like you know be my best self with them because like they have infinite options and like they could leave me at any moment so that for me is like a pretty nice way of adding some erotic tension into the relationship and bringing it more towards the risk and then yeah so I think that that's really important in this conversation to me because in the in the experience of space I think it can be useful to differentiate between like Okay, this is just a period of a healthy period of spaciousness where, like Diana was saying, like, huh, we're just not as we're just not as interested in each other right now. Right. Like, other things have my attention. Like, other things are taking priority. And that, through really embracing that space and like doing something juicy with it on my own, that can actually bring in some of that erotic tension and like recalibrate us towards, you know, potentially a little bit more of that risk taking side. So that then there's a draw again, like you were saying. Right. But then I also think, and we were talking about this before we started recording, this is a kind of uh, something that I feel like we're really pioneering, honestly, with Infinite Relating, which is that there are times where if I'm living moment to moment and I'm not trying to, you know, put any hooks in the future or anything, there could be an experience that I have where what's happening really isn't working for me correct and i think that that's i don't know how much we want to talk about this in terms of like um you know talking about our personal history or whatever but just even in theory i like i'm really hot on this and i haven't gotten to do it yet cuz max and i like keep wanting to be together oh that's re- <laughs> which is very such sweet a hard problem i know. it's very sweet and i'm grateful for that but it but i do want i want to understand it cuz i can feel in my body the distinction between what I've done in the past, which we were talking about, which is, you know, let's say there's space between us and it's not feeling good for me. And it seems like, um, he's engaged, or even like he's engaging in behaviors that I, that are, make me uncomfortable or he's not showing up, you know, even though I understand that's an interpretation, like, let's just say he's not showing up in a way that I like, or that feels good for me. Um, my habit previously has been to try to change his behavior so that I can maintain the relationship. Right. And I think that that's something that I'm hoping if, when that does happen for me, that I get to do it really differently and, um, just keep it way more, way more like in the moment focused on myself is the only way I can think of it. That's like, I don't need to try to take actions that will guarantee me the future outcome I want, which could be we stay together or it could be like, we break up as soon
1: as possible. As soon as it gets uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or like, okay, this isn't feeling good. So I'm just like leaving. I'm out. Right. You know? Um, But there's some kind of, it feels like a very natural thing. And we were talking about this earlier too, like with stimulus response, it's like, well, someone does something you don't like. It's like, Yeah, you you have a reaction and you do something in response. Right, right. And I think sometimes, at least for me, I've bypassed that reaction because I've wanted to be um, accommodating and cool and a good partner and, like, chill and someone who, yeah, low maintenance, Uh who's not constantly, like, you know, I'm accepting and, like, he can be who he wants to be around me and,
1: you know, I can handle it. And Mm -hmm. I get to have my experience, too. Totally. Yeah, yeah. But gosh, mm-hmm. that is the, that is the challenge. Like, we, I, I have a really, I have a lot of that I'm cool training. Like yeah. I can be cool with so many things because I want you to be who you are. And in the meantime, I'm just going to squash every experience I'm totally. having about it. And so to honor both, like, you get to have, you get to, whatever, you get to pull away, you get to be you, you get to, like, be whatever experience you're in. And I get to fully validate my experience. And and we were talking about this earlier too. If, if that means I'm reactive, if that means I'm freaking out, Great. I get to have that too. Yeah, 100%. In infinite relating, I am going to use the tools I have so I don't project that all over them and, you know, make them wrong or make them, right. But I'm not going to deny that I'm having reactivity in my system.
0: Yeah. And that there's even like a positive thing. I mean, I'm remembering this like birthday party or I don't remember it was maybe a kid's birthday party, let's say. And there was many ages of kids there. There was like kind of a set of six to eight year olds. And then a set of like, and then there was like one, two year old, I think who was like someone's little sister. And this was like, you know, we're hippies. So this is like a hippie kind of birthday <laughs> party out in the park or whatever. And I remember the two-year-old came up to this group of this little knot of like six, seven, eight-year-old girls. And she just started hitting them in the face. Oh. One of them in the face. Oh my God. And the girls were all like, Whoa, get away. And they like ran away. And the dad and then the little girl started crying. And the dad came over, took the little girl, brought her to the girls, and was like, hey, you're excluding her. Like, that doesn't feel good. How would you feel if people ran away from you? Wow. And I was like, your kid just hit these people
1: in the face. <laughs> like, Not a, yeah. It's like a very appropriate
0: response to run away from someone who's hitting right. you in the face, even if they feel badly. About, I mean, there's just only so much we can do about this. you right, know? Like, right. And so I think that that's something that I am really in, want to embrace more and more every day is like, it's okay, it's actually really healthy for me to respond appropriately and that is what I haven't done in my past very toxic relationships yeah. is I haven't actually responded appropriately. Right. He was doing behaviors that were really not acceptable for me that were dangerous even that were very damaging to my self-esteem. Um, that were damaging to me physically and emotionally, financially, all these things. And instead of just having like a duh, obvious like animal reaction, (laughs) that's like, this is harming me. And so I am going to move away. Right. We've talked about this, too. Like the impulse to be like, I'm going to run towards danger. I'm going to stay in and fix it. I'm I'm going to be that woman who can hang with him through his process. My love will
1: heal it all. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To instead for me to be like, oh, like this is the first relationship where I understand that. My my primary job is to respond
1: appropriately. That's yeah. like my primary
0: job. Ooh, I like that. It's to respond appropriately for me, not by adding extra fuck you to the response. Unless maybe
1: have an appropriate amount of fuck yeah, you. yeah. An appropriate
0: amount of fuck you is great. Yeah, <laughs> but like yeah,
1: not. And I will say, I I have my fuck you internally. I'll share my fuck you with Bez. Mm-hmm. I do. I have. I try not to put my fuck you towards Lee mm-hmm. because really that's. That's my reactivity, that's my energy, and it's not how I want to meet him. But I, I want to have that, I want to be able to feel that experience and have yeah. that response in a safe space. And I think
0: it's important yeah. because it's data for us of like, okay, like when I think of past relationships where I was really caught in this dynamic of finger quotes him pulling away and me chasing after him and really trying to make him be emotionally available so that I could stay with him because I'd invested a lot in yeah. the relationship already and it felt really scary Ooh, to imagine. To like... try to make him
1: be emotionally available. Yeah. there. there. <laughs> just going just gonna to let those soak in a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, we will show him the way. Totally. I know there's a really good book he could read that could right. help him to right. be the more emotionally yeah. available. Yeah,
0: I just, I just can really... I can really see that my, when I, when I didn't, when I bypassed like the fuck you that you're talking about or the grief or the pain or the sadness or that just sense of like, oh, this just does not sitting right for me. Like I'm not feeling respected. You know, I think things like that are always twofold in that. You know, I know people who chronically don't feel respected. So if that's happening in every relationship you have right. might be worth looking at, <laughs> you know, like if I'm constantly like everyone's attacking me, it's like probably not. So maybe mm-hmm. I should check that one out. Right. Um, you know, stuff like that. But if I'm in my primary relationship, having those feelings like, well, I just don't feel respected. I don't feel valued. I don't feel, um, yeah, like met with an equal level of presence yeah. or anything like that like we were saying earlier the reason I bypassed really actually sitting with that is that I was afraid I would come to the conclusion that it meant the relationship wasn't something I wanted to be in anymore. Right. But then because of that fear I would end up bypassing the process of actually discovering what was (laughs) true for me because I would jump to the conclusion like, uh Oh, I'm having a feeling like he actually might not be, this might not actually work. Yeah. But rather than actually investigating what's going on for me, I'll jump to the conclusion that that's true, and therefore I'll try to fix that before it happens right Do you know what I mean yeah, absolutely and I'm curious about the process of just staying with my experience um, like can we sit with like this isn't working for me right
1: now i I mean i I can think of a few moments even that where I've had that experience where I'm like, oh, this isn't working this for whatever reason, this doesn't feel safe or this doesn't feel aligned. I think I need, I think I'm like, I think this is it. I think this is the Mm -hmm. moment I have to leave the relationship. And um, luckily, um, I think Lee and I are able to kind of sit in discomfort and he's able to hold space. And I don't think I even shared these words with him necessarily out loud, but just, but just to have that discomfort. And, and, and then I was able to sit with it and be like, Oh, this is actually, this is like deeper wounding. Yeah. This doesn't feel safe. I mean, yes, this is uncomfortable for whatever reason, something is happening here that doesn't feel good but this story that it's not safe this story that now i have to leave actually had a lot more to do with my deeper wounding mm. so be, because in this relationship i have this space to look at this i'm not you know i'm not only rea- go, going into the like the first biggest reaction i was able to move through that and be like okay yeah this is deeper wounding i can be in discomfort i can look at this i can and i can actually I get to, I get to like heal and investigate parts Mm -hmm. of me. Yeah. And this isn't all about us right now.
0: Oh, never. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So I think that, right. Never. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So that has been, that has been a gift that, um, yeah, that I've been able to work through with with this. Yeah. Without Mm -hmm. having that, like, I have to keep myself safe. So it's Mm -hmm. either run towards or run away. But like, no, there's, there's this space in between of investigation of like, okay, what is this running away telling me? Right. Right. And what is
0: occurring in my relationship that feel that isn't working for me? Yeah. You know, and what values of mine maybe are getting violated right now? And do I need to check in with like, do we have the same values here? Like, are we after the same type of relationship? Because I think that when I look back at my relationships that I got really caught in this pattern with, um, one of them in particular stands out. And now we're both with different people and we're both much happier with these new people than we yeah. were with each other, even though we were together for a long time. And when I look at the type of partner that I have now in Max, like he and I are much more similar in um, like our intellect and like we both, you know, this, this geeky way that I love to kind of dive into relationships. Like he's also really interested in that too. Right. And can meet me there and He's much more comfortable with anger, which is an important Mm. thing for me, or or intensity. Not the kind of anger, because anger gets such a bad rap, because I feel like often people think of anger as, like, the yelling and the screaming and the throwing things and the aggression, but I found that that's actually usually a fear response. It's usually the fight part of fear, but the healthy kind of anger, to me, is, like, that boundary energy of, like, ugh, I don't like this, like, this isn't working, I'm feeling... I'm violating myself and I need to draw a line right here. Ooh. To me, is like what anger actually is. I like like I want to I'm violating myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, so anyway, Max is much more comfortable with like layers of my intensity that previous partners have been have struggled with. And and this partner that I was with, um God, is it okay to talk about this? Like not really <laughs> talking about it, but seems to be with someone that works much better for him. Like their relationship is like way lighter than Mm. I'm capable of. Like I'm a very Mm. like kind of deep person, you know, and I don't mean deep as better at all. I just like kind of go there, you know, and I like to go there and I need to be able to go there with my partner. Um, and yeah, and everyone just has their own like set of values that they're working with in terms of like, what's their, what, how do they want to live? Right. Right. And so I think that, um, that is the sticky point that I haven't reached yet. That I don't know when I will, but I look forward to it, kind of, because I could um, like talk that about that on podcast. <laughs> which is like, oh shit! Like this isn't you know something's happening. Maybe let's just say I had the thought, oh he's pulling away, and then I brought it back to myself and was like, that's a story that doesn't matter. And what's true is that I'm very uncomfortable. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling lonely, sad, whatever. Yeah, and then you know, this kind of amorphous, infinite relating relationship change. That's like, what does that look like when, yeah, sure, there is some of my deeper wounding there too, but actually this isn't working for me anymore. You know, like actually this doesn't feel good in my system and I learned a lot with you and that doesn't mean it was a failure. That doesn't mean it was fake. It doesn't mean that I can't harvest the gifts of our connection, even if it was for like a day, a month, a year, 10 years, whatever. Um, But there is, I, I feel like that, the acknowledgement that that could and most likely even will happen to some degree, mm. to me, feels really important to carry in my partnership. Where it's like, yeah, I feel safe because I know that if if things really started happening that that weren't working for me and my efforts to, you know, express my needs, share my boundaries, like get curious with him, you know, right. weren't leading weren't leading us closer, that. That I would actually respond appropriately (laughs) and care for myself, you know, whatever that looked like. Yeah. And I think that we've talked about this in this, like, potential infinite relating breakup thing, that I don't know that it's going to be, like, a hard line um, where it's like, okay, I'm done. You know, it could be. Right. But instead, I feel much more interested in allowing myself to retreat into myself and I pull away, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. and just kind of see, like, does my partner, what happens then? You know, because right. I think that's that's another kind of chronic thing that a lot of us have done, or at least I have, which is, like, if I weren't constantly investing in the relationship, especially investing the quality of energy that I want, it wouldn't come back to me. Right. Like, it requires me to, do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. <laughs>
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, that is a really solid story. Mm-hmm. Yeah and what happens? What happens if we just pause that because right. we're tending to self Yeah yeah and I, I and I like what I'm hearing you say is there's kind of a difference here when when we're feeling we're feeling something like some type of rupture or some type of pulling away or some type of spaciousness and we want to navigate our own experience for you it's it's this investigation of like okay, maybe there's something that we're feeling right now that is a little bit off. And so I'm going to give spaciousness and that, that might just be a little bit of spaciousness and we Mm -hmm. might come back together when it's done. But if in that spaciousness, I'm feeling it's a value misalignment, that's when I'm going to maybe make a little bit of a bigger decision or Mm -hmm. a bigger energy move. And it still doesn't necessarily mean you're going to, you know, finger quotes break up. It just might mean the dynamic might change in some way, but it's like, but within that, like there's like this nuance of like, okay, if it's a value, if it's something to do with our values and they're not aligning, then I'm gonna move into this realm of like maybe bigger choice, bigger energy. And if it's not within the value, I might just sit in this like sit in this space a little yeah. bit more. Like I let, met might light, let the energy kind of ebb and flow towards in a way. And I don't need to do anything about it because we're right. still in alignment in our values, and so it still feels good to be here, even with some spaciousness. Mm-hmm. And I think that For me, is really helpful to look at that. Like, there's this nuance of all of the options we have within this spaciousness, and and that we're still we're still like have sovereign choice of like I know, I know when the values are aligned, I'm good. I don't need to do anything different. Mm -hmm. I just need to keep living my life. And here they're gonna keep living theirs and trust it. But but then if I feel into this truth and there's something deeper, then I'm like, okay, now I have this whole other pathway to investigate and what, what do I do with this? Is this value misaligned so deeply that, like, we really need spaciousness and maybe we're just friends now or maybe yeah. we don't even talk to each other for a while or is it just a little bit of a misalignment and maybe we just change the structure of how we relate or, you mm-hmm. know, like, I I love that there's, like, there's so many more nuanced options within yeah. this that are based on attunement to what's really happening yes. and what's really important to me. Yeah. Not what anyone thinks it's supposed to be important in a relationship but like what yeah. what's really important yeah so that was really helpful i thank you yeah yeah
0: and it just really points towards these experiences i've had in the past of like intense intense inner avoidance of turning inward like an allergy almost to turning inward yeah. and not put it keeping my attention on him because there was that fear like if i turn inward and actually do the investigation i need take the time i need he'll just he'll leave like what you know he's yeah and that was because I tended to choose partners who I wasn't actually compatible with who didn't reach out to me right <laughs> and didn't check in on me and that's one thing I absolutely adore about Max and why I think it's working is that I'm not doing I'm not hanging over the line of my 100% responsibility being like are you still there are you still there right you know or like I, I'm still here by the way you know just just so you remember me <laughs> um instead it's like yeah I have trust and it's still still scary in that moment like when I have those moments where I'm like wow I need to turn inward even if I don't tell him I'm doing it yeah and I have those moments where I'm like I'm just not I'm not in a space where reaching out feels feels good in my system right now I'm just going to turn inward why it works is that he reaches out to me you know and later in the day and is like hey how are you or like and then we and then you know we we have a give and take of like tossing again Katie used to call it tossing the ball back and forth in a conversation And they would even have people do this manual exercise when they were fighting because chronically in a couple, often one person keeps the ball, you know? So if I toss the ball and I'm like, Hey Freya, what's up? You know, how are you doing? Okay. And you say, not really. That is one person holding the ball. And then it's like, okay, I have to now walk over, take the ball back to you, bring it back and be like, what's going on? And then toss it back. And that's just totally unsustainable. And that isn't like a give and take relationship. That's something else it's like therapy or something I don't know you know but I feel that in like my exploration of like it's okay to turn inward to myself because I'm, I'm with someone right now who shows up equally with me and I think again that's sort of the fear I've had in the past of he's pulling away which is like it will be proven to me that I'm with someone who doesn't toss the ball back right. as much as I need them to yeah. or just keeps the ball completely to themselves and then I got to go over there and get it right um yeah and, that I, and really I think true. there's yeah and there's that space where like yeah there's just I mean there's so much there so <laughs> I
1: really like, appreciate you acknowledging because I think we were talking about this before this notion of like if if something in my system is telling me to pull away and I think we've even talked about this like pulling away isn't isn't necessarily the way we look at it in past dynamics. It, this is pulling inward. Right. If this sensation that I, this is where I get vulnerable. So I'm having this sensation <laughs> where I want to pull inward Yeah. and it feels really scary mm-hmm. beca- and I'm judging it because yeah. it feels dangerous because yes, I have only been in dynamics where if I pull inward, then everything falls. Yeah. And, and so i'm judging it i'm resisting it i'm mm. not allowing it to really i'm i'm not being authentic to it yeah um and and so so this might be part of the experience is there's a there's a not maybe the other person pulling away but there's this desire for myself to pull inward um or pull away finger quotes and um and really it's 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 healthy and it's natural and it's a desire to investigate and, and find more clarity within myself. Yeah. It's not, it's not a like, yeah, it's, I, I can feel that my fear of it is it's tied to this bigger story of ending or things not being okay. But really the desire comes from a place to just like tend to my heart and tend to self inquiry yeah. and find clarity when, I'm, when there's a little bit of confusion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. And, and like you said, it, it, it if, if I pull away, if I pull inward and it really everything does crash and everything does fall then then that's really helpful information mm-hmm. about but what kind of relationship I'm in, and likely yeah. <laughs> that is not gonna be the scenario because I am choosing to engage with somebody who is who is also here who's participating who is able yeah. to play catch, but yeah, it's just a really helpful i think it was it was really helpful for me when we like first acknowledged that, like oh. I I get to have this tool as well, yeah. this like pulling inward and kind of tending to self, totally. and and um and it yeah. and like I want it's probably going to be okay. Yeah, knowing that, however it worked out, it, it it's going right. to be okay. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's we're we're do, we're in that space. We are taking these risks mm-hmm. of being authentic. Yeah, like that that and trying trying tools that we've never tried before because they felt scary or dangerous, totally. but like actually this is like. This is the path to truth. This is the path to um, relationship with myself. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm really leaving this episode thinking about that kid hitting the girl in the <laughs> face and being like, yeah, pull away. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I mean, like, like, hit yeah. her in the face, like, run away. And that know? really
1: shows us, like, that's a great example of, like, why we judge ourselves right you know because we are in a culture that, like no you're just kind of it's our job to take care of everybody right. and be inclusive and I'm like right yes and yeah yes and we get to include ourselves in that care right. yeah, yeah yeah and sometimes it isn't as clear as it might look from from the yeah. outside so
0: yeah and I think about that little girl too and how the conclusion jumping that I do that I have done and can do is like um yeah, just imagining like well, she—I mean, getting hit in the face was really shitty, and it was the face too. It was, oh, so. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe you don't want to be friends with her until she's older. That would I mean, be totally valid. That makes sense. But I think, like for me, the con- the jumping to the conclusion—I'm just really seeing that right now—is like by bypassing my natural instinct to pull inward. And do some investigation. Mm-hmm. I jumped to the conclusion that we're incompatible. The fear that we're incompatible. Ooh. Instead of actually investigating whether we are or not. Yeah. So I never actually find out if we are. Right. I've never, you know, in past relationships, I didn't give myself the space to really look. And like sit with my feelings and be like, I'm going to take some time to really check this out. Like, are, is this, per- Are we, you know, are, do our values line up? Like, right. are we headed the same direction? Right. Or is this working for me anymore? And does it, you know, what's going on here? Um... But it was almost like I, I just attributed space to incompatibility so immediately. Absolutely. But it was like, if there's any spaciousness, it means we're incompatible. Therefore, I must try to make us
1: compatible. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so, like, I know, I'm, like, looking back and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. If I had just given myself a tiny little moment in, the, like, that marriage, I would have yeah. been like, oh, yeah, we're obviously not incompatible. Right. But, yeah, it was so dangerous <laughs> Right, to that.
0: really look. To really look, yeah. So I feel like that's my challenge to myself, like loving challenge to myself is like, yeah, can I just stay with it a little? Like you were saying, stay in that sensation, in that moment of spaciousness and of pulling away or of pulling inward. Yeah. Just a little bit longer to yeah. kind of see what's going on. Not even worry about like, you know, just see what's going on. Like yeah. shine the light and be like, because really I,
1: I have to, there's so much judgment and I have to sit with this long enough to let that judgment kind of like, you know, pull away or, or like, like pull to the side so mm-hmm. I can get underneath it.
0: Right. so what's actually
1: going on. Yeah. And yeah, cause the, and the judgment and it's like a lot of self judgment, but yeah, so it's clouding me. It's, it's really, and so. Right. And the
0: judgment is like, I shouldn't be reacting like this. Or yeah. I shouldn't, this. yeah,
1: I shouldn't be reacting. It's dangerous to well, even, Who like what is it? It's, yeah, it's it's this I want closeness, so pulling away doesn't make any sense. Right. So if I want closeness, I should be moving towards. But yeah. but really, mm-hmm. the what I'm feeling is like it's this like physical sensation of needing to pull inward. Yeah. But I, I'm not like the the caretaking part of myself is not allowing me to even do that because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. that's not what you really, you know. So it's right. judging yes. it's judging that sensation, yeah. um, and so it's like, okay, uh, I can actually. Mm. <sighs> All of my sensations are valid, yeah. even the ones that are maybe newer because I haven't allowed myself to see them or feel them before. Yeah. Um, and they all have something yeah. to tell me. And I really, I'm. this has been such an honor to be in relationship with someone, in relationship with myself, where I get to really get mm. to know myself deeper. Yeah. So that is my homework for myself, <sighs> is to go inward, yeah. get underneath. Yeah, and just, like,
0: as you're saying that, I realize we're kind of ending the epi- near the episode time here, but as you were saying that, I felt this... I had this pretty strong reaction, actually, where I felt, like, this deep, like, ache in my chest. Mm. And I I remember going to a workshop one time where I really confronted, like, a personal growth-y kind of workshop, where I really confronted, like, my unwillingness to look at reality in my past, because if I looked at reality what happened, let's say, in childhood or in an abusive marriage or whatever would be so disturbing that I felt like it would destroy me, you know? And it took, like, some really intense work, and I'm still working on this, to be like, no, anything that happens in reality is okay to look at. Like, it's okay to actually look at what happened. Because
1: you lived through it. Yeah. I mean, if you
0: survived it. Yeah, yeah. and here we are. (laughs) And uh, I don't actually need to not look at that You know, as a child, and I think a lot of this comes from childhood, like as a child, it's like, oh my God, yeah, if I actually looked at the reality that I'm stuck in this household with a person or multiple people who are toxic, abusive, or, you know, unsafe to be around, like, that's a fucking, like, you're stuck. I mean, as a child, you are actually stuck. But as an adult, you know, it is different. And I just think, I guess, that feeling just kind of swept through me of like, oh yeah, can I make it okay to just look, to actually look at what's going on instead of, you know, feel like i i can't look because it will just it'll hurt
1: too bad you absolutely know. that feels incredibly relevant and true thank yeah. you yeah yeah it's i definitely have a lot of practice at not looking mm-hmm. it's, it feels really scary and dangerous yeah and... right which ironically <laughs> is like
0: this it's that's like... what keeps us that's what at least for me it kept me stuck in those yeah, bad relationships right because i wouldn't look you know? <laughs> exactly and maybe that's how the childhood thing you know carries forward is like no, my training is to not not look at reality because that's what keeps things afloat, you know. Right. Yep. When the child in a child in us is running the
1: show, and yeah. now we're like, no, I, I this version of me has better tools. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's uncomfortable and scary, and I'm also excited to use use my newer tools. Yeah. Woo! Ooh. Wow, that was a journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like curled up in a fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> in a nice tight little ball Aww. of vulnerability but yeah um, it also feels really good mm-hmm. to do this work yeah thank you yeah see you we have instagram we're on instagram now we have our facebook mm-hmm. group infinite relating podcast yeah I'll say hi all right all right bye
0: thanks for listening to the show hang out with us more at infinite and stay infinite